song it's so cute it's such a good song it makes me want to do like the little muppets not the muppets uh the peanuts dance have you seen them on charlie brown they just jump from one foot to the other oh yeah (laughs) i don't that that song just makes me so freaking happy it's cute it's such a good song well welcome back everybody hello this is the south side of wakanda podcast the best mcu podcast in the multiverse i am tree diesel and I am Gamora from the block. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast for casual fans of the MCU. We discuss the live action Marvel movies and TV shows without the context of the comic books because you don't have to have read them in order to understand movies. Um, if that's not your thing, welcome. Hey. Hello. So, uh, or if that is your thing, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the guardians of the galaxy three mm-hmm. and uh before we get into that let's talk about some news a lot of stuff has happened surprisingly in the last like what two yeah last recorded we actually have recorded recently so. right look at us look at us hey <laughs> <laughs> so uh i think we should start with the writer's strike because i think it started like a couple days after we recorded that mm-hmm. last one Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who is listening to this, and if you don't know like what the whole writer strike is about, I got you covered because I did some work last night. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just read you guys like the reasons, like the basic reasons why the writers have decided to strike. So fair compensation is the number one thing. Writers are demanding fair compensation for their work in the digital era. As the rise of streaming platforms and online content has happened, a lot of them feel uh, undervalued and they're not getting paid uh, because those old contracts, like, you know, when a show was on TV and it ran and got syndication, they would get money but that's mm-hmm. not how it works for streaming and exactly everybody pay what they do. Right. Like most people watch stuff through streaming. So they're doing a lot of work and pretty much get, it sounds like they've been working for free. And, you know, I don't like that. Exactly. Um, and it's, like it's these corporations. It's like these billionaires mm-hmm. and stuff that's making all of this money. And it's like you literally need writers. Yes. It don't make any fucking sense. Um, so that it's part of that. And like the whole thing with royalties again, that's, you know, with how like streaming and everything is affecting new content, they aren't getting that money. Also, of course, working conditions, they're doing long hours. They're not getting really like good benefits and breaks, mm. stuff like that. Uh, of course, job security, they're worried about uh, a rise of like all these fucking AI bots and shit. They don't right. want people to, or corporations to be able to like feed in like old scripts and content and generate new stuff without the writers i don't think that that would be good it wouldn't it wouldn't as somebody who uses chat gpt you have to go in there and like edit or it's not it's not perfect but right obviously you would still need a human to oversee it 
Right. Basically. Yeah. And I, how would how would an AI write believable human interests like stories and everything like that? Like I just don't think you could. I don't at least not now. I mean, who's to say in twenty years we might be living in an iRobot situation? I don't know. As, as but, if the writers haven't already written stories about this or right. why this is a bad idea. Right. I saw Ex Machina, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it's all of those reasons. And of course, like inclusion and diversity. Uh, they want more people of color to be able to get these writing positions, people in mm-hmm. the uh, LGBTQ community. So all of that. That's why they're going on strike in case anybody didn't understand what was happening. That's um, also really funny. Um I think I sent, did I send you that article? Mm-mm. Oh, and it was a lot of like really funny uh, signs. It was like, don't you want to know how yellow jackets end? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to list that too. Yellow jackets, uh, they third season. I think they were about to start writing one of those, uh, their next season. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it was, okay, I'm not going to, just in case someone, because I know, at least one person that listens watches this show, so I'm not going to spoil it. But they put it was a character, a very popular character on a very popular TV show. And they were like, so and so didn't die on his own. A writer killed him off. Spoiler alert. Wow. <laughs> and this was like the same week, if not like the week after. And I just absolutely love that. Mm. We're in our pay me era. Yes. Love it. I love, like, I just love these signs. Cut the check. <laughs> no, that's so funny that you said that. This one says, "You want it on spec, we want it on a check." <laughs> <laughs> I support them. I I am upset that some of these like studios are not supporting them. <laughs> House mm-hmm. of the Dragon. Yeah, that that show might be a hot mess. Yeah, because and- they're they're trying to like move on without a mm-hmm. writer, and I mean. Not a lot of people know this, but yes, the script is written, but then there's also a writer on set, mm-hmm. literally on every show, just in case they need to do like script changes the day of, mm-hmm. you know, just in case something doesn't work or whatever. They There is somebody that's there. There's writers that's there that can make you know, the changes, make the changes and make it make sense. And House mm-hmm. of the Dragon is like, well, we just going to keep going. And if any and of the shows like, I have that no need a writer- that's the show. If any yeah. of the other shows don't need a writer, that one specifically does. And I didn't and it's like, know that oh, before like this whole writer strike and I started like researching, I didn't realize that the writers were actually on the set. I only knew that from like listening to The Office because like mm-hmm. you because that's why like Mindy Kaling or BJ Novak wouldn't be in an episode. It was because they was like behind the camera on some episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I was about to say something. Oh, I was going to say for House of the Dragon, it's like, well, y'all could have uh, George R. R. Martin, Gurm. Y'all could have them, him on set, but he needs to finish them damn books. And he also, so, I think he's put out some like stuff to support the strike, so he's not going to do that either. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely think that people underestimate or, or definitely are undervaluing the writers, and I think like from general like a viewer's position you don't think about the fact that they are needed there because obviously like they know the source material they know how the scene is supposed to look because they visualized it and then wrote it down Mm -hmm. and then also like with mindy and and bj like 
that's how they move up. Like being on the set, you learn how to direct, you know how to like do all these things so that maybe one day you can get into that position and make more money. Exactly. But if they gonna produce shit without having a writer there, like how do you ever get that experience? You can never move up. You're just stuck. And nobody wants to be stuck. I just really don't understand why why there is always a writer strike. Obviously the last one was probably like uh, 15 years ago or mm-hmm. maybe... It was 2008, oh, right? I thought it was 2007. Maybe it was... Well, I guess that that's about 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, just pay them what they, they're owed. Yeah. Because you would literally not have these amazing shows. Like, let's just take Secession. You would not have that show without the amazing writers. Like, because that show is so mm-hmm. brilliant in the script and like the characters are so good. And that's because of the scripts, like, because it's a, it's a corporate drama, but it's also like a dark comedy and you would not have that like beautiful cohesion of genres without writers. Mm -hmm. So without a writer's room, everything is Tyler Perry Studios, shade, no shade. No, all shade. He's (laughs) terrible. I was watching my, my son's grandma was over and she was watching, uh, like I had just turned on the TV and BET was on, like, mm-hmm. and this was in the morning, and it was like House of Pain was on, and I was like, wow, this show is freaking terrible. <laughs> and then, girl, like, what, nine and a half hours later, I get home, and whatever movie Angela Bassett was in, uh, Tyler Perry movie, with Chloe Bailey was in it, too. Oh, I don't think I saw that one. I don't think I've ever seen any of them willingly, for the most part. Was that Daddy's Girls? No, that was mm. with uh, Gabrielle Union. But mm. anyway, I was just like, why? It, I wasn't watching it. It was just on. And I was like, wow, like Tyler Perry needs to be stopped. Yeah. And y'all, people out there, you might think we just shading Tyler Perry for no reason. But he has admitted, like he said, nobody writes his shows but him. He's the Meet only the one. Meet the Browns. Oh, okay. Meet the Browns is what it was. But yeah, he, he has... Like he is the reason why you need you need he is mm-hmm. exhibit A of why you need a writer's room yes. <laughs> because there are sometimes like you know when I listen to the office ladies they'll be like oh so sometimes like they'll just have like a bunch of post-it notes of plot ideas and mm-hmm. then you know somebody will be like well why don't we do this and this and da, 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 da. Yeah. and then you need somebody else that's in there that's gonna rein you in and be like no we not yeah. doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You need somebody that's going to check your worst impulses, basically. Literally, that's my job. Like, at work for, like, the social media stuff, Stacy will come up with the most crack pipe, crazy-ass ideas. And I'll be like, okay, but or, let's, let's <laughs> right. Or we can do this realistic thing. And she'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, when at my job, somebody is like, I want to bed for $1,000. And I'll just be like... They're like, I want an upholstered bed that'll be here next week. And I'd be like, you're smoking crack. Yeah. Maybe you could go to Target. For $900. Maybe go to Bob's Furniture. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go to Big Lots, not Pottery Barn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so the writer strike, as we said, is affecting Yellow Jackets. It's also affecting Big Mouth and Andor, uh, the Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Um. Abbott's writers were set to start writing season three the day after the strike started. So right now, 
they're saying that the third season will probably be shorter depending on how long the strike actually lasts. I'm hoping that they wrap this shit up soon because House of the Dragon and Abbott are the only shows that I care about and I need them to be okay. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, now that you're saying that, it was one season of The Office that was cut short. Mm. And it was because of the writer's strike. Which season was it? Let me look it up. Okay. While you're looking it up, I also just want to mention that, of course, all the late night shows and SNL are in reruns mm. right now because they're affected. And then, unfortunately, <sighs> Marvel has shut down production on Blade again. 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 I saw that. I yeah. saw that. It was season four. Okay. Uh. Is that the, the merger? season consisted of nine nine half hour episodes and five hour long episodes? Mm. I feel like season four was the season that they got together. No, I don't. I feel like season at the end of season three is when Jim and Pam kissed, right? Mm-hmm. So they were dating in season. They were dating in uh, by the end of the season. Yeah, let me. See. I think so. <sighs> Goodbye, Toby was the very last episode. Goodbye, Toby. That song went hard, Loki. Toby! <laughs> Toby! <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to go watch that now. <laughs> I, said, I feel like I've mentioned this on the show before. I've got an entire DVD box set of mm-hmm. the entire series of The Office. Somebody got it for me for my birthday like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It is still in the original packaging because Lil Mama still don't have a DVD player. Fun fact, I was going to buy you a Blu-ray player for Mother's Day, but <laughs> I didn't know that Blu-ray players are still like $80, $90 a pop. Yeah. They need to go ahead and sell them things for $20. I swear, I thought it was going to be like 40 bucks, And I was like, oh, maybe I'll uh, have to catch her next week. <laughs> I literally I bought a really cute pink um DVD player like years ago and then Aww. when I moved to Portland I lost it. Dang. Yeah. So well if you want to replace it, it might be about a hundred bucks. Surprise. No, it was just a regular regular DVD player. Oh okay. I, I literally only have that DVD <laughs> DVDs outside of that. Oh my god. <laughs> I recently bought uh the the Ghostbusters, like the old ones, it's like a box set. It was at mm-hmm. Target for like 10 bucks because my kids wanted to watch Ghostbusters. I got them into Ghostbusters. It was on Hulu and now it's not. And Pharaoh was just like, what do you mean we can't watch it? And I was like, I'll, I'll go buy the disc and then you can watch it whenever you want, baby girl. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, um, that's cool. Moving on. We got some more exciting news about Disney+. Plus. So did you hear that Like by the end of the year... Disney and Hulu is supposed to be a single app. Um, I feel like I might have heard like a whisper of it. Yeah, I think I feel <laughs> like they said that. With, definitely within the past two weeks, people were posting about it. So um, it, it's good for those of us who are have are, are in a bundle because allegedly the bundle was supposed to be cheaper. Because I know we have the Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN bundle. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those people who just has like one of those things, you're going to have to pay a little bit more money. Well, I use one sister's Disney Plus and I use another sister's Hulu. And come come to find out, I got a, I got a profile 
for both of them. So I'm like, one might have to be like my phone Disney Plus. <laughs> it's like my home Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't pay for that. I pay for HBO. That's I love it. that for you. <laughs> Honestly, I think, well, I'm the big sister. So I feel like I'm the we're the ones who like people are using our logins. Like I know I pay for Netflix. I think Prince pays for HBO and my mama uses our HBO. I think Jimmy uses our Netflix. It's... Yeah, we do a lot of password sharing. I don't care. Honestly, like, that's the only way to make this shit affordable. Yeah, my like once like one of my sisters got like everything, mm-hmm. and like she probably don't need everything because our other sister also has everything. Mm-hmm. Except, but but neither I don't think either one of them have HBO. So I'm like, mm. I got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some lady on TikTok, like she did the math with like all the streaming services. And she's like, if you get all, I think it's like 11, it's like $65 a month, something like that. And she's like, I pay 70 something for my cable. And I'm like, that's fucking insane. $250 for cable and internet. Oh, y'all have cable? Look at you. Mm-hmm. Retro. All right. I know. <laughs> we, like, my boyfriend literally only watches CESNBC. What is it? MSNBC. Mm. And ESPN. And oh. then sometimes I watch the HLN Network for Forensic forensic Files. Those are literally the only three channels that get watched mm. for $250 a month. I, yeah, I think those are the only ones that aren't on streaming and the Weather Channel. But then we tried to downsize, like, and it was a way cheaper plan, but ESPN wasn't on it. Mm. Or the well, other MSNBC. If, if it's still included in this bundle by the end of the year, then y'all could just, there you go. But I'm sure Girl. at that point, you'd be spending so much fucking money. <sighs> Are we even winning anymore? I don't know. I don't they, feel like the, com- the corporations are still winning. Yeah. Well, boo boo for them. But at least we getting a Loki season two on October and 6th. I did. I did just, I literally just saw that. Yes. I got the notification like Loki uh, has posted on Instagram or whatever. And I looked oh. at it and I was like, okay, okay, okay. I saw last night and I'm like, oh, thank God. Look, because I, I have seen no things. Ain't nobody on my timeline talking about that. I feel like I was dodging spoilers and trailers so bad that TikTok don't even think I like the MCU no more. I literally don't get anything. I thought it was going to be harder to dodge Guardians of the Galaxy spoilers. And literally nothing was on my page. Like nothing was on my For You page at all. I had to go looking because I was like, do people even like this movie? Why is nobody talking about it? It was just Do people like it? I think so. (laughs) I'm like, because I... Okay, we're going to get to it. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, all nine episodes of Echo will be dropping on November 29th of this year. Interesting. Right. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you said December 6th, even though I I read it and I just heard you say October. But for some reason, I was like, why are they having two shows like so close together? Because I thought you said like, anyway, that was just my brain being stupid. I think that, because um, I I wonder when, I know Echo was not always supposed to come out this year, or was it? I don't, I know they pushed so much I stuff back. I have not even heard anything about this TV show. Right. I, I remember that they were saying that they were going to do it for a long time, just like they were saying they were going to do, uh, was Secret, Secret Invasion, Secret Wars, whatever. Secret Wars. 
They no, were saying secret they, invasion. It's too many secrets. <laughs> secret secrets. I was texting no. somebody the other day and I was like, Secret Wars. And I was like, which one is it? <laughs> the Samuel L. Jackson one. That one. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, they were talking about these shows for so long and then we were getting all the shows and they were like, well, fuck y'all. You only going to get one show for eight months from now. And then now I feel like maybe they just like, okay, let's hurry up and put this shit out so we can stay on schedule. I don't know. But yeah. also I was reading that there's well, it's a- good. Sorry. It's good that they kind of already had this content because now it's a strike and who knows when. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. They was prepared for this, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, um, there's a Star Wars show that's coming out on Disney that's supposed to drop in December. So I'm thinking that they're going to drop them all in one sitting so we can binge it so that there's no overlap. Because if Echo got to compete with Star Wars, Echo going to lose. And they're both Disney properties. So I know they don't want to compete against each other. So that's my guess. Since they've not given us one of them shows to binge yet. This is the first one. So. I don't want to binge Loki. Loki is one show. I could. I'm okay with doing that for uh, for Echo. But Loki mm-hmm. is such a cool show that I kind of just want to like eat it in little small bites. Yeah. I'm wondering like how people are going to take Echo. And I'm wondering if it'll be a better reception maybe because they get to binge it and not you know, spend a week over analyzing is Matt Murdock going to show up and is this Mephisto? I don't know. Maybe it'll be better. Yeah, because I feel like the um, all of the speculation and ooh, what's going to happen is probably why people weren't really super into Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how that's maybe. Where, where, what I feel, but have they been super into any of the Disney Plus shows? Like, which one has had great reception? WandaVision. Yeah. Do people they love Loki? Like, I don't think so. I think that one is kind of like a, a mixed bag, too. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the first three... Wait. It was well, Wanda, Winter Soldier, and... And Loki, right? Yeah. yeah. Those were the first three? Mm-hmm. I think so. I thought that those were all fantastic. Me, too. As I was watching them. I haven't hated any of them but you know there were some that i liked more than others yeah but uh some that didn't grab my attention as much but oh my my eyes been itching all day but um but yeah i thought that they were all really good and i can't wait to watch loki again tom yeah. Houston is just Bay. a wonder to behold mm-hmm. um so yeah that that's happening so we we going to be eating pretty good. We got Secret Wars coming in June on the 21st. Then we got the Marvels coming out uh, November 11th. So in between that, we'll have Loki. And then right after that, we'll get Echo. And then Captain America New World Order is supposed to be next year, May. So oh, wow. let's see if that happens. Have they already finished recording it? I mean, filming it? I have no idea. Hopefully. Shit, hopefully they editing the shit by now. (laughs) They gonna need some Um, time. I was like talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I'm not really looking forward to any Marvel projects after Guardians and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, the trailer for the Marvels is not bad. Like, I just, I don't understand Mm -hmm. why. I was like, it looks cute. It looks like a fun fun movie. It looks like a fun movie. Like, I'm not... 
thinking that it's about to win some Oscar or -hmm. anything like that. It's probably not groundbreaking, but it it does look like a fun movie. So like, I just don't understand like the hate that it's getting already, especially when what two thirds of the freaking cast is or the main cast is POC and black. Yeah, and women. And all women. Yeah, so we we know the vibes, but... Exactly, exactly. To me, when I watched it, the vibe I got was like, it reminded me of like the first Iron Man and it reminded me of like the Spider-Man movies. Like, Mm -hmm. it's quippy, it's upbeat, it's fast-paced, it's a lot of action. Exactly. How can you be mad at that? I mean... And (laughs) honestly, I feel like, and it seems like, I don't know the runtime or anything, but... It does not seem like it's going to be one of these two and a half hour pushing three hour no. Marvel movies. It's going to be get in, get out, or get in, have a good time, laugh, chuckle, maybe have a mm-hmm. little heartfelt, heartfelt moment and get the hell out. Like, yeah. And I am okay with that. That's all I want. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm tired of going into these damn movies thinking that I'm about to watch somebody freaking die. Man. And <laughs> I'm tired of the anxiety. I just want to go in and have a good time. Just having your superheroes just trauma dump on you for three hours. Like, ugh. <laughs> like, I miss when these movies were fun. Like, right. remember back in the day? Right. Jesus. <laughs> it was just jokes and a little light alcoholism. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And I miss it. What a time. What a time to be alive. Uh, well, speaking of unserious movies, did you know that they were making a Venom 3? <laughs> Look at my eyes. Roll them. <laughs> I figured oh they would just because of the way that the, the last one ended. But uh, Jesus Christ, if this ain't better, I'm going to still watch it because like mm, Tom Hardy. Yeah. But like, be better. Girl. Do better. I, I'm very, I'm very shocked. Uh, I saw how the last one ended and I forgot. Like, I remember the post credit scene. That's the one when he went to the other universe, right? Mm-hmm. I remember nothing else about that movie other than the fact that it was bad. And I was just like, why y'all do this? And Woody Harrelson was in it. True. He's, he's always a pleasure. Yeah, he was insane. But, like, I don't remember. And I remember they were having some type of little inner conflict between Mm -hmm. Venom and Eddie. Eddie, But, yeah. Mm -hmm. They need to wrap it up. Well, Chibotel Ejiofor is going to be in it. Um, I don't... They just... I don't know. For anybody who doesn't know who that is, that was, uh, yeah, that was Mordo from the Doctor Strange movies. He's going to be in it. Um, They say, they're saying that this might be Tom Hardy slash Eddie Brock's last appearance in the Sony Spider-Man universe. So they can bring him to the MCU. Hopefully. I don't know. What we really needed was them having him. I do not know how to say his name without looking at it. She would tell Ejiofor. She would tell Ejiofor, yes. They needed to have him complete his like arc from that they started from the first Doctor Strange. Because mm-hmm. I remember like when we saw the previews for um, for Multiverse of Madness, we're like, okay, like because he was just like, it's too many wizards in the world, it's too much magic. All right, yeah. cool. So where are we where are we going with this story? 
was that it? Was that done? Are we good? We done with that? Um, maybe. And I, I just wanted to get more of him and his story in 616. Maybe it'll come back in the third one. Eventually. Who, who fucking knows? But they didn't say like what they don't, they haven't told anybody. I don't think, or at least maybe not in the article that I read. We don't know if he's going to be mortal or somebody else in this movie, but principal photography starts next month. So they, they is moving. Uh, the writers probably won't be on set, but we didn't have big expectations for this movie anyway. I was going to say, so, were they on set for the first two? Nobody knows. <laughs> probably fucking not. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, before we wrap up the news, <laughs> Jonathan Majors is dating Megan Good. Allegedly, right? Uh, allegedly. Um, I don't even know how anybody knows this. Have, have we seen pictures of them together? No. And that's why I'm like, where is this coming from? Is this his team trying to be like, trying to get the black support? Because he got mm. that case with a white woman and everybody's like, well, that's what you get for dating a white woman. Yeah. And then he going to date a black woman that everybody loves in order to get support. Girl, it, it's looking like that's the case. because and she ain't shut it down. Because if it was me. I'd be like, uh-uh-uh. Exactly. No, not over here. But honestly, I think you're exactly right. I think that's what's happening because the day before I heard about this story, I saw that he could possibly be uh, imprisoned for up to a year if he's found guilty. Because I guess they unveiled some new domestic violence charge or whatever the fuck in court. Um, but his lawyers are still maintaining that he is innocent and they're slamming. Of course they are. Right. They're saying that, that is literally just... their job. <laughs> Well, I mean, shit, they didn't quit like the other motherfuckers on this team. Well, that's different. It's different, like, when you're a defense attorney and that is literally your job is to be like, no, my, like, literally every single defense attorney ever is like, no, my client didn't kill his wife. And it's just like, then why was his footprints in her blood and his fingerprints on the knife? And it's like, he didn't do this. A miscarriage of justice, like, every single time. That is literally their job. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. All I know is if that fucking lawyer quit, everybody's just going to be like, oh, well, you did it. And what what would be crazy is like John Wayne Gacy had a lawyer that didn't quit. So like if you have a domestic charge and your lawyer quit on you, but we have serial killers whose lawyers didn't quit on them. Yeah. I just think that that would be kind of suspicious. Yeah, very suspicious. Well, I don't know. Good luck to that man. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I really do feel like he's trying to pull a Tory Lanez because, you know, when Tory Lanez was in front of the judge, he was like, I'm just a black man trying to take care of my kids. What the fuck he was saying? Talking about some, I'm just a black man. So, yeah, he might be trying to get black women back on his side because we was we was, we was loving rooting him for him we, yeah we were rooting for him yeah but now we just like oh you be beating bitches you be creed three and bitches no exactly so. mm. no thank you but yeah i guess we usually don't have to wait i feel like marvel hasn't said anything i think they really are just waiting but um, i don't know i don't know what the fuck to say about none of that shit it's very unfortunate, especially if it would be different if he was only supposed to be in like 
a movie or two mm-hmm. or you know just one movie and wash your wash their hands they literally built the next like two phases or the next what phase and a half yeah around this man and i just feel like the best bet would be just recast him yeah they probably are going to they're probably he gonna... was in he was in a tv show for 20 minutes and then he had a movie right yeah that's it yeah i feel i personally feel like they could just recast him and no harm no foul at least it's happening now and not after three movies them came out and he's been the villain you know yeah. i mean yeah. maybe he's in loki we don't know yet but yeah he is in loki i don't know I also don't want to be one that's just like um like judging something before mm-hmm. they're actually tried. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously the court of public opinion is huge and people end up getting arrested and convicted because of uh that alone and not actual facts, but mm-hmm. But I, I think the port the court of public opinion wants to be swayed that he's innocent that's the thing like look they done redeemed chris brown how many fucking times so you are a very attractive black man people want to i mean our people want to root for you so i feel like if he is not convicted if it's if they say he's innocent it will, of course, be some people that's just like, I don't believe it, blah, blah, blah. But most people was, will just be like, okay, whatever. They say he's innocent. Let's just get our movie. I was just about to say, like, I'm wondering what what would happen if it was a black woman instead of a white woman. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen, like you mentioned with, like, Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. I feel like people... Are still supporting him same thing with chris brown same thing with trey songs people still support these people even though they are known abusers of black women yeah he would probably still have a career mm-hmm. but since it's a white woman everybody's just like he got to go yeah i don't know abuse is abuse to me so yeah. if he is guilty sorry to that man like you said yeah um I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think that they're going to wait until the last possible minute to tell us what they're going to do. And I think it's way more likely that they are actually going to recast him. Of course, they could also change the story. But I feel like at this point, especially with how shit is going with this writer strike and how stuff is going with like Blade and all these other movies that are in the slate, I don't think that they will actually change it. Because I saw a TikTok with a guy and he was like, they could... Just have, you know, the projects keep going and just have, like, Dr. Doom show up and then kill Kang and then it becomes, like, a Fantastic Four story. But you need writers. You need Mm -hmm. some good writers to come in and make all those changes happen so that it makes sense and they on strike. Especially since they've literally named a movie Kang Dynasty. Yeah. And it's just, like, we know, we know that they have built this like mm-hmm. like I said, the next couple of like the next phase and a half or whatever, we know that they've built it around this man and around yeah. this character. They would have and to it's change just everything. Like, exactly. I feel like you like it's less work to just recast. And I feel like there is a plethora of non problematic, very um 
talented black men to choose from. Mm-hmm. And they just got to, you know, find them. All right. Well, let's take a break. Um, and then we'll be back to talk about this movie. Yes. All right. So we're back. Um, I figure we could do a funny little discussion before we get for, started. For old time's sake. Yeah. For old time's sake. <laughs> so on Twitter, there has been a very rigorous discussion um, about who's hotter, young Robert De Niro or young Al Pacino. What are your votes? If you don't know what either of these gentlemen look like, don't you worry, because I pulled up some pictures. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. (laughs) I have an idea, but like, I can't remember if I know what a young Robert De Niro looks like, but I know what a young Al Pacino looks like. You said Al Pacino, right? Yeah. Okay. So I just have to allow Zoom to access my computer because Apple be keeping this shit locked down. Uh oh no, never mind, I can't. <laughs> I can't because I'm recording. So you'll just have to Google it on your own. Funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Young. Um I think we have a strong case for both, and I think what it comes down to is just what kind of white boy do you like? Mm. Okay, so I was seeing some other girl on TikTok, she was like there's a deer, a wolf, uh, I forgot all the other kind of animals that she equated these men to. But I know when she was like, I think she said like Andrew uh, Andrew Garfield would be like a deer. No, it was Timothy uh, Charmander. <laughs> he was like a deer. And then Chris Evans in them was a wolf. Just the, the vibe they give you, I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but... The girls are split. It's been split for about a week. I have not been paying attention to this because I am not on Twitter. But once a girl that I follow, she is. And the first video she posted, it was split down the middle. It was 50-50 because they was doing an actual poll. And then a couple Mm -hmm. days later, it was way more votes. Still 50-50. They're both very, very, very attractive in completely different ways. Yes. It's so difficult. But almost similar. Like, they look like they could be cousins. Yes. I My vote, personally, I'm going to say De Niro. Is it the, the beauty mark? It's the beauty mark. It's the hair. It's very much giving me McDreamy. Like, it's giving me a Patrick Dempsey vibe. But, like, I know how to fight that. It's just, it's something there. It's, it's a little roughness. It's a story behind those eyes. And I know he likes black women. So, he got my vote. I just keep on thinking about like Al Pacino and Godfather though. And he was just whew, whew, yeah. hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Very serious, dark beady eyes. He looks like he knows how to show you a, a good time. Like he he looked like he know all the best restaurants. Yes, like he's one of he those will wine like, and dine. He gives me a round away guy. Like he he's not he's very quiet but he knows a lot you just gotta talk to him he gives me Mm -hmm. that yeah that is like literally my type (laughs) (laughs) you literally just described my type (laughs) i like the quiet ones 
So are, are you saying Pacino? I'm saying Pacino. Wow. Well, sorry, Twitter. We did not help. <laughs> it's still 50-50. Still 50-50. It could go either way. All right. Well, that that's all I had. That, that's the discussion topic. And they're still attractive. Mm-hmm. Like in the... De Niro just had a baby. He's oh. 79. Love that for him. Love you, that he even has the energy to. You still shoot the club Because I'm 32 and I'm just like... I don't really feel like it. Girl, he ain't had to do nothing. He did the fun part. Somebody else raising that baby for him. He's No, like- I mean like the act in order to get <laughs> the baby. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Felt. <laughs> Felt. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, now the main event, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yes. 3. Um, just came out uh, two weeks ago, about two weeks ago at this point. And, and we is mad late. <laughs> Yeah. But as we have stated earlier, neither one of us have seen any type of spoilers. So no, we watched you're one still trailer. Getting, you're still it. getting un, uh, our unadulterated opinions of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn came back. He wrote and directed this movie uh, like he did the first two. He was hesitant to sign up for the third one. He was really being coy about it back in, what was this, 2016, 2017? He was mm-hmm. just like, you know, we're going to see how it goes. And he definitely was not excited to come back because they killed off uh, Michael Roker, Yondu. And, you know, he's one of them people that he keeps it in the family. Like, he like his people. Mm-hmm. And he he keeps you, he'll keep you employed. Because Michael Roker was also in a... Uh, was it Peacemaker or Suicide Squad? One of those. Yeah. One of those DC uh, James Gunn projects. His and so was his brother, wasn't he? Yes. I think. I think. It uh, was somebody else I was just looking up that was in both movies. Maybe it was his brother that I was his, uh His girlfriend or wife, she was in Peacemaker and she was also in this movie. Um, the, the lady who got shot, she was like, oh, no, don't. And then. That was a spoiler. Sorry. Anyway. Is it really though? Maybe not. She wasn't a, a main character, but she I mean, was she in the wasn't, movie. She was very much a side character. Yeah. She had a couple <laughs> not, lines. Like not even a side character, an extra. <laughs> yeah. A glorified extra. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. And then, you know, it was that whole thing with him losing his job. He got fired from Disney in 2018 because he was tweeting weird ass shit about little kids and they didn't like that. But then... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they they were okay, I guess, because he got fired in July and then he was back hired again by October and uh, that's why he he was like, well, since I'm back, like I'll take the job back, but y'all gotta wait until I finish Suicide Squad. And so he said, y'all got to beg for me. Yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, yeah. So, long story short, he made this movie. Um, most of the cast that was in the first two, if they didn't die, they came back for this one. Um, we got Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, which that was so. It was like so much drama when he got cast, and now they're just like, oh, okay, sure. Why was there drama? Oh, because people couldn't see it? Yeah. They were like, Adam Warlock is supposed to be like this fine, big, statuesque wizard. And Adam Poulter is a comedic actor for the most part. But he made it work. And um, so we got him. 
Then I don't know how to say the high evolutionary, his actor, the actual actor. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know how either. I'm going to have to hear it pronounced like 200 times. Like with she would tell Ijufor. I've heard that name pronounced. I love that that just rolls off your tongue. (laughs) I've heard so many people say it that I just committed it to memory. So he is also a Nigerian British actor. I don't know how to say his name. It's like Chukwi. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I listened to the pronunciation and everything before Chukwudi. this. Chukwudi? Maybe. Yeah. We'll go with that. So he's in this. He was also in, I believe he was Peacemaker. also in Peacemaker. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. That's who I was thinking of. See, he keep his, he's like uh, the superhero version of Adam Sandler. He keep his friends employed. And I, I have and to respect HBO. that. HBO. Also yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Okay. Um, Linda Cardellini was the voice of uh, Lila, the act, the, uh, the otter, which I was like, oh, look at you. Who? Linda Cardellini, Hawkeye's wife. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and then Nathan Fillion randomly was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him, I laugh <laughs> because of Big, Big Mouth. Mouth. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> was he the one dude? In the thing? Yeah. Okay, I was wondering why he looked familiar. Yes, that's why. <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny. Um. So yeah, the movie did well. So far, it's made $530.9 million at the box office. Um. Obviously, it has made the less of the three movies, and we're going to just, you know, blame that on the pandemic and how the world has changed. But if you want mm-hmm. a refresher, the first one made $773 million. And then the second one made $863 million, And that came out in 2017. So before the shit hit the fan. Yeah. They were doing well. Uh, so far, the movie has been received well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, if you value their opinion at all. Uh, the audience score is a 94%. And the critic score is a 82 Wow. That audience score is actually the highest out of all three, if you can believe it. The first one was a 92, and then the second one was an 87 audience score. I guess we'll probably have to rank them. Yeah, we will. That's our thing. I haven't even thought, I haven't even given that thought, so I guess I'll have to give it some thought while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The critics, I think they like this one the least out of all three. Um, Yeah, the first one got the best critical review, which was a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this one got 82. I don't know. That's a really steep drop, but I don't think it's deserved. I didn't read any of the, their criticism, so I don't know what the fuck they had yeah. going on. But I'm trying to remember what. But 82% is still really high, though. And it's also really, I feel like it's probably hard to rate sequels because the first one, you are literally just going based off of what is being presented to you. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you have another two, you're probably, like, basing how you feel on that specific one based mm-hmm. off of how you felt about the others. Yeah. And just for me personally, I know with the first one, I was so blown away because I was like, I love this no movie so much. Right. I had no expectations. And I was not familiar with the characters. And I was just very impressed that they were able to have that such a good movie with such like weird ass unknown characters. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what like boosts your opinion even higher. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like they've literally made these characters like household names, basically. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and it that's... was so different as far as like a Marvel movie goes. Like visually, it was just so different because we hadn't really gotten a bunch of like space stuff. And the mm-hmm. stuff that we did get was what, like Asgard and stuff like Yeah. This this was like the very first thing that felt like well, the first Guardians was the very first movie in the MCU that felt like a completely different world. Yeah, it it felt real like sci fi. Mm-hmm. Cause like even Asgard, like of course, like it's uh mythology and it's like not they're not humans but it's still very familiar because they are humanoid yeah and like their culture like the vikings took a lot of inspiration from thor and guardian yeah so that's kind of it don't like they don't look weird like they're wearing like grecian type you know yeah and then they everybody talks like medieval times and everything like that it's not and for and for that fact, the entire cast is still human, right? And the right color, like no <laughs> blues and greens. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's all I got for production. Did you do any googles? I did. Uh, <laughs> Long pause. I was looking at it. I know because I was reading something else. Oh. Um. Yeah, I looked up the High Evolutionary. He was basically like a student in London. Well, not in London, in Manchester, England. Mm. And he began experimenting with genetic manipulation. And he built a machine that's called the uh, Genetic Accelerator, which he attempted to evolve rats that was living in his mama's basement, mm. which was pretty cool. Um, he has evolved his intelligence to the upper limit of human potential and is the only human whose intelligence and knowledge has been listed as an equal to certain cosmic beings. He even, um, at one point he like managed to hold his own against Galactus, um, before being defeated. So even though he is human, he was, you know, he, 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 he could hold his own basically. That's very impressive. Um, yeah, exactly. He's considered the leading geneticist in the Marvel Universe, and he's vastly knowledgeable in biology, chemistry, medicine, physics, engineering, human psychology, com- computer science, and cybernetics, in case I didn't feel like a failure already. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, whatever you can think of, I've done it. Fucking teacher's pet. Exactly. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> And due to experimentation on his own genome, he is highly enhanced. He has a um, highly enhanced brain and cybernetic exoskeleton. And he's demonstrated godlike powers, including the ability to evolve and devolve light forms, superhuman strength, and durability, manipulating matter at a subatomic level. Like, he literally can do it all. And somebody kind of compared him to Thanos. And I was just like, I don't no, see it. No, baby. I don't see it. <laughs> That's His, interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like. Uh, we did kind of get a glimpse of this like in the movie because it said that his uh, character varied between weary, well-meaning creator to that of a mad scientist. So you kind of, I mean, even though he mm-hmm. was more so of a mad scientist in the movie, we kind of do see that he had like just like a teensy-weensy bit of uh, compassion yeah. for Rocket at one point, even though it was very misplaced. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully that uh, enlightens somebody because I'm that just. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that, but it's going to spoil the movie, so. Right. Oh, I also wanted to add that most of Marvel's writers wanted to resist portraying him as a standard fair villain. They wanted to add different levels of complexity to his character, including, like, making him be a little bit more sympathetic and stuff like that, too. So, hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Well, um, let's, let's do a little non-spoiler talk for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh i would say that before you watch this movie obviously rewatch the second ones but also make sure you watch the guardians holiday special yes prince did not watch that and as soon as the movie started i was like oh he probably don't know what the fuck is happening right mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. they kind of explain some of it but I think it's just better if you sit and it's not long. What was it like 45 minutes maybe? Yeah. And it was, it was just like, obviously it wasn't like groundbreaking, but Mm -hmm. it was a cute 45 minutes. Yeah. And it does help inform you of like what they're doing from the end of Endgame to this movie. Cause sometime did pass. So, Mm -hmm. and they don't spend a whole lot of time like recapping none of that shit either. Not at all. They're like, if you didn't watch it, then that's on you. I had to explain it to my boyfriend too. Like, this is what happened in the, in the holiday special. Like, it's not, it's not something that you really need to watch, but there are certain conversations that were had in the holiday special that come into play very quickly. Yeah. Um, what else? I, overall, I liked the movie. I I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, I thought the soundtrack, as usual, like oh, the yeah. soundtrack was amazing. Um, the dialogue is good, and I think we mentioned this like during when we watched the holiday special. Mantis's character can be very annoying, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the actress if she can't act, or if it's just the character like is she supposed to be a little bit more like uh, naive and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. That her character can be a little grating sometimes, but mm. then like also like I really like her character. It's just like a I was gonna say like I love her. She is a weirdo though. I think that's part of it. <laughs> she is a weirdo, but I'm just like I'm not sure if it was like an intentional choice mm. for her, like the way like her acting style, or if the actress just is not a good actress. Hmm. I don't know. Um. I enjoyed a lot of like the character developments that are happening in this. I think like as far as like I don't know, like I'm always so impressed with these movies because they have so many characters mm-hmm. and I feel like they all are pushed forward. Like their individual narratives as well as like their group narrative is pushed forward. Like everybody got a little bit of something, like especially out of the culmination of these three movies. Every individual person in the group has had their their moment to shine. Like, for example, like Drax, a lot of his stuff was uh, gone through like in the first movie. And I think like after that, like after his like initial thing with his daughter, his relationship with Mantis continues to grow. And that adds just like more layers to his character. Right. And I don't know, like 
Now that I'm thinking about this, I don't know if I'm about to, what I'm about to say is true, but I feel like out of every like all the ensembles, they get the best. Like they've gotten the best stories to me. Drax and Mantis. Oh no! Like I'm just, just saying, the Guardians. The Guardians. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just as an ensemble, like all of them, like in the shortest amount of time, because even For like sure. with the main Avengers, we didn't really get shit about Natasha. Until like Until way she, later. She was dead. Yeah, but only and in a then, couple movies then, we got so much with them. Yeah, and then even like, you know, in Civil War, it felt like how we talked about like it felt more like a Tony Stark movie or more like mm-hmm. an Avengers movie. And I don't know, and that and obviously it wasn't it could have been more balanced and even in yeah. like the, the Avengers movies, it's never really very balanced. It was always kinda like Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. Tony and <laughs> Iron Man. I, and, I mean Tony yeah. and Captain. That was it. Yeah. So I definitely do agree that like in these in the Guardians movies, you know what's going on individually. They do a really good job of uh giving each person enough storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so go see it. I don't really know what else we could say without spoiling the movie to make this more interesting. So if you haven't seen it, um, just come back and, and yeah. Continue. Why are you even? Why did you even start listening? <laughs> they just if, wanted to hear our voices, Shani. No, I love that for y'all because obviously, but like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the damn movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so. From here on out, there will be spoilers. Yes. What do you What do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about Let's talk about Rocket. Oh, Rocket! So Rocket survived this whole movie. All of them did, and I was very shocked. Me I, too. I, like I just knew that, and and maybe it's because like game of thrones has just like traumatized me into thinking that a story has to end mm-hmm. with heartbreak mm-hmm. and like no your characters can't have a happy ending what do you mean like somebody has to die you yeah. know like and I, I forget this is a disney movie and this is not in game so basically <laughs> you know we have to it's disney but with the f word exactly (laughs) (laughs) but i was very shocked that all of our characters lived to the end and got and wrapped up like really good endings that a nice little bow yes yes i was surprised i really and I'm, i'm sure somebody can go back through and find the footage of me saying like for sure rock is gonna die or Drax. I was mm-hmm. sure one of them was going to fucking die. And I think in one of those teaser trailers, like they show Nebula carrying Peter and people was like, oh my God, they finna kill Star-Lord. Oh my God. Yeah. They didn't kill nobody. They didn't. They was like, faked you out. Yes. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that, you know, I feel like Rocket as his adult self was not in a lot of the movie and he's my favorite. I enjoy him so much. But... We, that happened because you know that's what they chose to do to give us his backstory and which i is loved watching it because i feel so like heartbreaking even for, even for nebula we might not have her full story but we know enough of her and we know that mm-hmm. you know thanos took her apart and put her back together in order to make her perfect and all mm-hmm. of this stuff like we understand that about yeah she's her. told us several times exactly <laughs> and we've even gotten a little bit of backstory you know when it comes to mantis especially from the uh 
um, holiday special and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like for Rocket, you know, we've gotten like little pieces here and there about his character and about who he is and about like what happened to him but we never got that full story and like mm-hmm. why are you like this you know what i mean like yeah because he obviously never trusted anybody he didn't want no family he was just like f all y'all i'll like betray yeah. you i don't care and then we kind of see why and it's it's beautiful yeah i mean it was like heartbreaking but like where he ends is beautiful because it's like he lost his family basically he lost his friends yeah which he didn't even back didn't even have one so he was abducted i'm assuming or he was uh birthed in like a puppy mill type situation at the Mm -hmm. high valerian's lab i mean hi what i call him the high valerian (laughs) that's a language (laughs) i I blame you for bringing up game of thrones The uh, high evolutionary. The high evolutionary on his ship or lab or whatever the fuck. So he was just born. He didn't even know what he was. He didn't That's even know he in- was a raccoon. Until the very end of the movie. And he saw the other little raccoons that looked just like him. And it said raccoon. Yes. And he was like, oh, fuck. So yeah. he was born into captivity, basically, and experimented on from the time he was a baby. And the only family he had was the only was the random animals that were close in proximity to him in captivity. And Mm so with all their time spent together, they became family. And it is so sad because even as you watching it, like for the first time and you don't know like how it's going to end, but you assume like it's going to be a fucked up situation. You see the parallels like, Oh my God. So this was his first found family. Mm -hmm. And then now he has his new found family. Like, this is all this man has had. Like, he ain't had no mama, no daddy ever. Right. He he did not get nurtured. He did no. not get loved the way that even Peter right. has gotten love yes. or whatever. Oh, God. And so then, you know, he's experimented all and he's a fucking prodigy. And that leads to him, you know, finding out the truth, which is that this, this, villain this scientist is telling them that they are going to be a part of this new perfect civilization or whatever that he's trying to make and he finds out like no we're not we're on Mm -hmm. the chopping block and he tries to escape his first prison break his very first one which i was just like oh this is how he learned i know i I was just like wow so he was just been a macgyver since yes (laughs) since they fucking won yeah and then you know they almost got out too and I think that was like one of the hardest fucking parts. They almost escaped captivity mm-hmm. and then they all died. And he was the only one who survived. And I'm sure like the survivor's guilt from that. And to just think about their survivor's because they were, guilt. They literally were out of their cage because yeah. they probably felt like really responsible for that. So fucking close. Even though like, and it's fucked up how like grief and like guilt and shit works like that because it, they were going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he probably still felt guilty that he kind of like he had to witness them being killed. And he was kind of the reason, even though they were still going to be killed anyway. Right. Fucked up. But what I was going to say was like, I'm sure he had really bad survivor's guilt from that, especially since he was alone for an undisclosed amount of time until he found Groot. Mm-hmm. But then it happened again for fucking Endgame. Endgame. Or oh, Infinity War. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, you know, I actually thought that like at one point I was just like, wow, like it it must've been really hard to like lose everybody that he had kind of come to know and love and everything. Yeah. And, and then, uh, like at one point when he was just like on the operating table and Groot was like right there next to him, we already know how Groot feels about Rocket. Like that's his Mm -hmm. dad, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was just like really sad to just like sit and watch because obviously they're the ones that's been together for the longest. Yeah. And they have such a close relationship and everything. Like that was just like, oh my God, my little heart. I just thought about something and I know if I don't say it right now that I'm going to lose it, even though this is not like the part of the movie we was talking about. Actually, you know what? I got a sticky note. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, um, that, that was so sad. And I, the thing about him, like being on that operating table is that it really showed you, like, his relationship with, like, specific guardians. Because, like, I think, obviously, we know how he feels about Groot. But what I didn't, like, put together was how he felt about Nebula and, like, their Mm -hmm. time that they had together while everybody was blipped away. Because they were the only two that survived. And they were together that whole time. And, like, how he'd be, like, making shit for her and, like, how she is just, like, a blue meanie, like Tony Stark said. But Mm -hmm. she ride for Rocket. Yeah. She was holding it down. She was really trying to get it together. Like, I really liked everything that they were doing with Nebula, except for them trying to imply that she kind of liked Peter. Yeah. That was weird. I was like, no, no. That was really (laughs) weird. Yeah, I couldn't. I could have done without that. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that it didn't go much farther than that one awkward joke. Yeah, I was really hoping that it wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> like when that's her sister's boyfriend, regardless of if it's the sister that's in this universe right now. Yeah, um, I think that he was always someone that she was just like annoyed by. And mm-hmm. I think that she's just coming to terms with the fact that like, yeah, this is a part of my family, too. And I actually really care about this person. And maybe that might be a little confusing. But yeah, I think that that's more so what it is other than like a romantic Love. Yes. I think it's like a friendship or like a family, familial love. Especially when it's reluctant like that. Because you're right. Like, she never really liked Quill. I mm. think she kind of just ended up with them. And I believe, if, I, if I'm if i remembering this correctly, wasn't she really just with the Guardians because of Gamora? Like, that wasn't Pretty what she much. was trying to do. Right. So... She just ended up in this situation and then her sister is dead and then she got a different sister. But she's just like, where else am I going to go? Here yeah. with these people, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She's like, that's not even the sister that I made amends with. Right. That's like, that was the sister I was at war with. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like, I guess, I guess you could say it's kind of like the same thing with like Loki. It's just like, he hasn't learned all those lessons. The Loki we know mm-hmm. in, in uh, the Loki series is not the Loki that is in Ragnarok basically he hasn't learned those life lessons so it's the same thing with Gamora yeah um let's let's talk some more about the high evolutionary Mm -hmm. so I I was on the fence when I left the theater and and me and my husband kind of we was going back and forth about this a little bit because I thought he was a scary villain 
But I feel like they could I needed just a little bit more. A little bit more crazy. No. And I, I hate to sound like one of these people, but I was just like, I get what he wanted. He wanted things to be perfect. He wanted to mess with science. And he said he wanted to create like this perfect race. And mm-hmm. he was doing experiments on planets. Like I get that he was a scientist, but I felt like there was more to him. And I needed like a little, like two or three more lines of exposition in order for him to connect to me. Because with Thanos, we knew he was crazy and he was still a villain, but I understood why he was doing what he needed to do, mm-hmm. even though I didn't agree with it. He said it was war and famine on his planet. People was dying. And I told them that they should have did this and they didn't fucking do it. They told me I was crazy. And now look at them. So I'm going to do what I said for everybody. I feel like the high evolutionary is more of like a God complex because he is human. He's just, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're basically going from like the comic book lore, like he is human, right? So I think that he's just like kind of, I guess in a similar vein of of Thanos, like uh, it's all of these bad things happening. I need to create a perfect society. And Mm -hmm. I want to be the one to create the perfect society based off of my experimentation and stuff like that. And my brain, not so much of the brawn as like Thanos did, but like, I want to be the, like, cause he said at one point, like he is, he's God. Mm-hmm. Didn't he say that in the movie? So it's just like, I think he did. Maybe. He probably did. I think he did. So I think that that's more so his thing. Like it's definitely more of like the hubris of like, I want to create these things in a perfect society and then have them worship me mm. type of thing. I don't know though, because <laughs> yeah. right, they didn't really give that much exposition on him. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just I feel like part of it could just be me, but with like the backstory that you gave, I felt like that informed more about him to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the movie, like I did he want to be worshipped? I know he was worshipped by like the sovereign and like all of these like societies that he had had created. Yeah, a statue of liberty from him. Right. But I'm like, are you doing this because you're crazy and you see that like like Thanos, you see an issue and you're trying to fix it in the wrong way? Or are you just conceited and you want people to just worship you? But if that's the case, why kill the planet of weirdos? They still worshipped you. They just weren't perfect. Or was it I think just about... The, I think it's the perfection part because it's just like, well, if there is a God, he created stuff and it was imperfect, but watch me do better type of thing. Yeah. But I, I just wanted more of that. I don't know. <sighs> I agree that he we could have... Because he, he was definitely like the mad scientist vibes, which I was... I freaking love an unhinged scientist. But mm-hmm. I, I agree that we could have gotten a little bit more like exposition and it probably would have made the movie even better yeah and it's not that i wanted him to be sympathetic because i don't think every villain needs to be sympathetic no some some villains are they yeah. just fucking hate everybody i just, just wanted to know why right i just literally want, that's all like i'll be watching rick and morty and his like some tragedy happened to his family and that's why he's just like fuck god i am a god because i could do things better if he would have said something like that like where was God with my mom and dad? I'm God. Yeah. Then I'll be yeah. like, oh, okay. I see you. Yeah. I, I want to say that he did say that he was a God in one scene. 
Like, he probably did. In that little weird building. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say about the high evolutionary. Um. Oh, but I did. I think the actor did a really good job because in his scenes when he was interacting with Rocket before he, you know, revealed that he was planning to kill them all, he mm-hmm. did. Like, he was such, like... It was very compelling. Like he was like kind of like a father figure, yeah, like a creator, and he was like kind of conversing with him, almost like he was his peer. Until he was like, "Why the fuck are you so smart? Yeah, and I'm supposed to be so smart, and I and couldn't I didn't figure this figure shit out. It out. Yeah, mm-hmm. until until he got like he's like, "How you? How are you smarter than your creator? Like, no. yes." And then that that switch fucking flipped, and I feel like like he he did a really good job. He. He did that. What's so funny? Okay, so <laughs> me and my boyfriend had just finished watching this show called Superstore. Hilarious, mm-hmm. right? And it's a character in the show called Mateo. And we were watching the movie and we're like, Mateo? Is that fucking Mateo? The Asian dude. The Asian dude. The Asian, uh, um, the high evolutionary oh. little like assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I feel like he played the same exact character just like (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi and not in like a walmart basically like it's just it was just like i don't know it was just funny we because we literally had just finished watching the the series finale like a day or two before Mm -hmm. and we're like okay marble check (laughs) right i like that little thing that he had his head like a little memory bank i need one of those i definitely need one because girl i finally started using the calendar See, it's hard. It's nothing is sticking up here. Nothing. <laughs> I usually end up remembering stuff, but it's mostly so that I can also put the blame on somebody else. Thanks. <laughs> because I support it's a, that. Because it's a shared calendar, and I'm like, okay, well, you can't be telling me to remember everything and you not remembering nothing. Mm-hmm. So turn the notifications <laughs> on. <There> you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I like that. Um. I was really hoping that Rocket was going to kill him at the end, though. I, I hated that they'd be taking the high road and not murdering people. Like, Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we have to kind of assume that he died. Yeah. It, but if it had it been def- me, had I been Rocket, it's no high road. Bullet right between your eyeballs. You're going to see it coming. He exactly. deserved it. Nobody no, he definitely did. Y'all could explain away some other shit. Y'all could put other people in jail, but that one, especially with how powerful he is, mm-hmm. yeah, he needs he to needed go. to be he needed to be put down. He needed to freaking go. And when they walked away from him, I was just like, "Wait, <laughs> kill that man! Kill him! He don't need to live." Hopefully, um, he died very uh a horrible death. I love that Rocket scratched his face off. That was crazy. Because I was wondering, like, okay, so in the flashback, he looks somewhat normal. And he that's looks why, like a human. Yeah, I didn't know if he was a human or not. I thought he was like an android or, yeah, some other, like, species that's kind of close to being a human, but not. It took me a second to even realize that he was different. And I was just like, oh, wait, yeah. what's, going, what's going on with, with that? I thought that he was experimenting on himself. Yes, that too. That could have definitely been part of it, but... Ugh, I, uh. Um, what was I just about to say? What did you think about William Coulter's character? William Poulter's character. I was not expecting them to go in that direction with the character, and this is with you know 
I don't know shit about Adam Warlock, but when they had him in the little pod at the end of the last one, and they were like, oh, he's just like this golden, just God-like thing. I thought he was going to be like super serious. I thought he was going to be way more of a problem. Yeah. And he was like a man child. I was like, wow. Okay. Interesting choice. Right. <laughs> and it almost, to me, I was just like, they, it seems like they only had that character in the movie because he was introduced at the end of the second one. Mm-hmm. It was like within the last however many years, like they're like, oh no, we should actually do like the high evolutionary instead as the villain. And then yeah. they were just like, but what what are we going to do with Adam Warlock? And it's just like, oh, well, let's just throw him in there anyway, you know, yeah. like kind of fake you out because obviously everybody sees him at the very beginning of the movie and you think that he is going to be the the main mm-hmm. villain and everything but then or at least more of a threat yeah exactly exactly because that was first thing for like, like laughs almost that, yes that first thing set the bar so high like he fucked up gamora he, mm-hmm. he basically almost killed rocket like a lot of shit happened and then after that He's just like, oh, mommy, and just can I keep it? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was also surprised, like, the comedic thing. It wasn't off-putting to me. I was just like, oh, okay, like that's the direction they're going with. And like, the Guardians have always been funny movies, right? But then towards the end, when his mom got killed, and then like Drax saved him, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm assuming that. He's going to be a guardian. He's going to help them defeat the high evolutionary because he's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And based off like what we saw about the high evolutionary, I was like, it's no fucking way that the guardians like, what the fuck do they have for him? Exactly. I didn't think it was going to happen. I really assumed that he was going to be the one to like help them put him down. But that didn't happen. So now I'm thinking. And that and kill him having the high evolutionary kill his mom would have given him yeah a lot of ammunition and be like okay now i'm on y'all team now you know right right but that didn't happen so now i'm wondering like okay is he just about to be like the next strong guy because we know thor is gonna be leaving eventually mm-hmm. so i'm like is he gonna be like the next strong guy on the team the next like god person on the team maybe i don't know yeah i and but I don't want to have to wait to be like, oh well, I wonder where this character is going. Like you introduced this character several years ago, and now we got it, and now I just feel like, well, you kind of could have kept it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't Honestly, need to be in the movie at all. <laughs> did Did William Poulter do well with what he was given? Yeah, sure, he was funny, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a quirky character, but. I just don't think that the movie needed him. I think if you took him out of the movie, the movie still would have been the same. Yeah, they could have sent any goon in the first half of the movie to fuck shit up and try to get Rocket. It didn't need to be the Adam Warlock. Because, again, ask the people who have not read the comics, y'all hype the fuck out of him. And And you know what's so crazy? Okay, because the other day when I was... I think this might have been yesterday... When I was like looking up stuff for the high evolutionary and I was just like, every single time, every single time people are just like, oh, you have to read the comics. You have to read the comics. Nothing. I literally had to shorten his like biography by a lot. Mm -hmm. And outside of him creating half animal, half human 
like type of hybrid characters well like uh people nothing none of that shit happens so Mm. obviously his character traits are the same but y'all stay saying like you have to read the comic books and but no you fucking don't like because none of that yeah gives me any insight to his character in the movie yeah and especially like in the movie they they really they barely said any of that shit like that whole paragraph that you read like none of it it might have been implied but and I would say might be because I didn't pick up on none of that shit. I didn't exactly. know. Exactly. And the thing is, it's just like, I went on fucking Wikipedia and read that. So it's right. like, if I want a backstory, I can just do that. I don't have to read the freaking comics. <laughs> right. And then the backstory don't even fucking matter after you did that little bit of work. So Exactly. And like, if I wanted a little bit of exposition, yeah, I could have changed it. But, oh, also I did read like something really short of like, uh, Adam Warlock, he was created by the Sovereigns in the movie, but in the in the comic books, he was created by, like, scientists on Earth. Mm. So... Why are we reading the comic books again? Can somebody... If that's, your, if that's your thing, then that's your thing, but don't put down other people that don't, because you're, like, you want to, um, actually, and you want to feel, like, more superior than somebody when it doesn't really do anything for the movies. That's yeah. my opinion. So it's like, even if we did have a backstory, like how you wanted a little bit more exposition, even if we did have a little bit of more backstory from reading the comics, it's not even a guarantee that that is the same reasoning that he would have in the movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you kind of need that exposition just for the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they change things all the time about people's backstory and, you know, how they came up, how they became a hero or how they became a villain. So like, you still need exposition that pertains to the movie not just the comic books exactly and i feel like that would have helped because i mean sure it is a guardians movie but the main conflict was about rocket and his backstory and the the high evolutionary is rocket's villain in this movie that's his adversary he had beef with rocket and rocket alone Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like that would have it would have definitely helped me a little bit like i don't think he was a bad villain but and it seems like, like based off of what you read, he had a lot of more potential to be, you know, he like Thanos ain't have shit on him based off of what you no, said. No, so exactly, like he really like, I I think that they could have taken him like a, a step above. Yeah, I mean, I still liked his character, but I think that they definitely could have brought it a little bit more to yeah. make you really be like, goddamn, I don't know how they gonna defeat this man. <laughs> yeah, I really am interested in seeing like what they gonna do with Adam Warlock and the Sovereign Poe Aisha. R.I.P. Boy, dude had her ass stressed out. Her wig was shifted the whole movie. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was just like, Poe baby, her wig ain't been the same since. <laughs> she is so stressed out. Like based off of how we first met her, very prim, very put together, very above you. Mm-hmm. she was always up high sitting on a fucking chair and then no not no more exactly yeah um i saw okay that one fight oh when yeah. they put on uh beastie boys that hallway fight girl <laughs> as soon as i saw i was just like 
first of all, the song was perfect. Mm-hmm. And then too, I was just like, when I realized it was a hallway fight, I was like, I just know Britney. And we were we were watching the movie at the same yes. time. Yes. So I was just like, I just know Britney is just like living it up right now. <laughs> it was so good. And they did so many like long, continuous shots. Mm-hmm. Like that was, them fighting as a team. Like, I feel like that's the best we've ever seen it. Yes. Like, I think maybe before this, it was when they were, uh, at the, the beginning, beginning of the of, second one. Yep. Yeah. This that thing was really fucking good. It was amazing. I was just like, I loved it. I absolutely This, this is it. what we're here for. This mm-hmm. is what we're here for. <laughs> and then I was I was like really impressed with like the um the stunt uh like the stunts of like um Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. I was just like, girl. Sorry, yeah. so fruit fruit fly, but yeah, I was just like, okay, girl. Let's let's talk Get about it. Gamora. Okay. So this is it's so interesting, and I think like it's is this a what theme. You wrote down. Actually, no, but I can't read that. So okay. it just says Groot to Gamora two. I feel like that's very interesting that we've had so many different versions of these characters mm-hmm. because the group we have is not our original group. It's a different no. group, but it's, and he looks he's still completely Groot. different. Yeah. Yeah. But they still like, they call him Groot. He's still the Groot of the group. Right. Say that seven times fast. But <laughs> <laughs> And then we have Gamora who is still look like Gamora, talk like Gamora. She is Gamora, but she's not, not the same Gamora. She's not the same Gamora. She's, a different version of herself. She and... is Gamora from the block. From old block. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gamora that uh, be gangbanging. That's, exactly. That's the Gamora we at. Yes. And I was like, remember I was telling you about that one episode of uh, Rick and Morty. So I'm sorry. Spoilers for season six of Rick and Morty. But there was an episode where one of the characters is interacting with an alternate version of herself. And mm-hmm. she's like, the one character, she's a mom. She stays at home. She's a family mom. She's just on the ground. But this is the same one who decided to leave her family and go explore fa- space and become a badass, basically Nebula Gamora type. And like with them interacting, like it is the same person, but so <laughs> different. So completely different. And I'm just like... This whole like idea of like meeting your multiversal self or like in this movie meeting your multiverse partner. Yeah. It's so crazy because like even Peter Quill, the Peter Quill that's interacting with that Gamora is completely different than the the Peter Quill that was that met the first Gamora. Mhm. Like he's a different person. She's a different person. And yeah. I'm so happy that they didn't like make them oh, kiss and make up at no. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like that she was basically like, I can appreciate why my, ver- like your version of me loved you, mm-hmm. but that's not me. Yeah. We have Love not that. had that. I'm, yeah. I'm not her. And I feel like that really hammered home the fact that like, this is not like a, a love at first sight, like the Lulu ass relationship. They did mm-hmm. not love each other at first no, sight. No. At all. No. She had to really grow to love him. Mm-hmm. And my God, she had a lot of fucking work because he was a dick. Like, he was a douchebag. <laughs> he really was. He really was. Like, he's grown a lot. And I love that he admitted and mm-hmm. owned up to the fact that it was because of him, because he messed up, that 
yes. uh, that Thanos, I can't remember the exact line. Obviously, well, I'll probably have to rewatch it. But like, he basically had a line that said that he screwed up. And it was because he screwed up that Thanos won. Yeah. And I was like, good job, Peter. Good for owning up to that because we was all so pissed. We was all yes. mad at you. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, good. Yay for growth. Yeah. I feel him though. Like, that. that's really fucking tough to like go through that. And then you know your woman is dead and then you got to see her again, but it's not really her and she fucking hates you and think you kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. That that shit is that salt in a fucking wound. Yeah, and it's been very awkward. I really did like that conversation at the end of the movie when he's just like, "I'm I'm gonna stop being a fucking creep. I know this ain't that. I'm yeah. sad about it, but I know that this ain't that no more." <laughs> and you know, one thing. Okay, just this um kind of fast forward into his ending. I always thought it was kind of weird that it's just like, okay, you still had other family. And you know, leave it up to your sister to really lay your shit out and tell you about yourself. Yeah. She's like, your granddaddy is probably still alive. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're right. It never did make any sense. Especially like after the whole like going to Earth and fighting Thanos. You think he would have made a piss stop in Kansas. I thought about that the other day. I was just like, so he was literally, maybe it was yesterday. I was like, so he was on Earth. He's been on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You can readily get there. You got a spaceship. You moving around of your own will now because you're not mm-hmm. following up behind Yondu no more. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. But he was just like, mm. He probably could have did that way before. Like, while he was fucking on aliens, he could have went back home and saw his daddy or granddaddy or whoever. Not his daddy. His granddaddy, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really weird, especially if like if you think about the fact that here on Earth, just in our regular, regular lives, we be on Facebook looking up people that we used to have a crush on in kindergarten. So you never want us to go back and be like, damn, I remember Betty from third grade because he left when he was like 10. Yeah. And then too, because the, the thing that I was thinking about was how like his granddad knew who he was off road. Yeah. And I was just like, he probably saw that man on the news and was like, that's my grandson. So he alive? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then now it's like, however many years later. Yeah. And you showing up. I would have been like, nigga, you was just in New York. He's like, well, thanks for coming back. I got like three more years left in me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like fucking 82. <laughs> right. I did love that he was reading a, a newspaper that said like Kevin Bacon was abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> that was that one of the parts I was telling Prince like, you would get that if you had watched the. I thought, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I thought that that was really funny. I didn't catch the dialogue because I was so pain. So like so in tune to the, the newspaper thing. But yeah, yeah it was funny. Yeah, I love that. Um, I was like interested when they said like, "Oh, Peter Quill will return." I was like, "Was it a As question? What? Was he ever not gonna return? Like, why did y'all have to tell us that?" But does that mean that the other guardians are not right? What? It, well, yeah, that's that's also a good question. Because I was like, okay, and like, what about them other people? <laughs> Right. So was that their ending? Them just like gonna they're gonna be on nowhere, like figuring it out, being being a dad, being a mayor. <laughs> yeah, I guess and so. And then like Mantis is just gonna be like 
planet hopping, doing her single hot girl shit. Yeah. I guess. They were very unclear on everybody else. Like, obviously, we know that Dave Bautista isn't going to be in any more movies. Yeah, he don't want to do it no more. I think that they gave him a really good ending. Like, how how Nebula said, like, you were never the destroyer. You were a dad. Like... And I was telling, I was telling uh, my husband, like, it's so interesting how, like, through costuming, they've, like, also added to his story. Because, you know, in the first, the first two, maybe, he was never with a shirt on. He was just acting fucking crazy all the time. He always, mm-hmm. any inconvenience happened, he got the fucking knives out. Mm-hmm. But, like, now. Even in, even in Infinity War. Yeah. But now he's dressed, like, he has a shirt on. He's, you know trying to be a friend and talking to people, even though he's still crazy. He's just like, I have feelings. Like you think I'm mm-hmm. stupid. Like what the fuck? You know? Exactly. I, and- I, I really love, first of all, I just love Dave Bautista. And I don't think that there's any mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. about him being like the best actor to come out of the uh, WWE. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just really love how they've developed Drax's character and just made him so lovable. And mm-hmm. like, he's, literally probably my favorite (laughs) you know i saw somebody interview him and they asked him like why haven't you done any like romantic movies or romantic comedies and he said it's because he think he kind of ugly and i was like that's so sad we love you why would you say that (laughs) even if he even if that was true just like his personality i think that like everybody has just fallen in love with dave batista like yeah Baby, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> no, I don't think he's ugly. He's a big old teddy bear. Yeah, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so that was his send off. Mantis decided that she was gonna go and find herself, which E-pray I feel like. Love. Yes, e pray love across the galaxy. I love that for her because she's right. Like she was born to be ego's child and then he she was his slave and then Mm -hmm. she was following up behind the guardians yeah Mm -hmm. so i like that and she was disappeared she had disappeared for five years too so she lost some time yeah um then nebula has just turned herself into a fucking leader Mm -hmm. you go girl and she actually wants to do like the good the right thing i love how nebula fits into this story of just like like, um, oh, I wrote it down. Hold on. Okay, so I, I was thinking the high evolutionary, he's always about like making things better, making this perfect race or whatever. And he's contrasted with these guardians who are ugly or they call themselves ugly mm-hmm. and misfits and they don't belong. And you have like, I, I think it's like really I don't I probably don't have the words and I don't have the range to say all this. So somebody else that's smarter than me is probably gonna say it. But it's like you have all these people who are like amputees, like they have like cybernetic parts and they like look deformed, mm-hmm. not trying to offend anybody, and they're undesirables and they end up on this planet, well not the planet, the nowhere head. Yeah. And they just make a safe haven of like misfits. misfits. And then Nebula is the queen of the misfits after Mm -hmm. everything, all the torture and just like changes that she's been made to go through. I just, I love that for her so bad. It's almost like the juxtaposition between like 
him trying to trying so hard to create a perfect society mm-hmm. but having it be still imperfect still all this crime and drug dealing yes. and meth and like all of this stuff and he's trying so hard for everything to be perfect through force and like street like sheer will but then you have these like basically band of misfits that mm-hmm. are just like we will literally accept you as you are and that will yes. they will probably be more successful in creating a perfect society just because of that accepting mm-hmm. i think they already are because we don't see any crime or any like issues like when we see them on nowhere they're like fixing stuff they're having a nice community together when you think about what nowhere was Mm -hmm. and what it is now it is leagues different so they've all like you said they've already created kind of like a little perfect society yeah and i i love how they accept each other even though no like somebody like the high evolutionary or the sovereign like they would never look at these people and be like oh this is a utopia this is a perfect Mm -hmm. society even though it is like but it and it doesn't look like it yeah like the other place looks like a perfect suburbia yes it wasn't and they was gangbanging they was (laughs) gangbanging and then like but then you get you know this place that kind of looks like a dump but Mm -hmm. it has people that you know, good people that want to be there and want to lead and all of that stuff. And yeah, create yeah. a perfect society. I think it was you, nice. you said that beautifully, Brittany. Oh, thank you. I was <laughs> just like, I know they doing something here with like all these people. And it's just, it's just like whole acceptance thing. It's a very like, and I know like <laughs> a lot of the Marvel fanboys look at this movie as just like a surface, surface level, like, Oh, Peter Quill and Trax the Destroyer and Rocket and it's like old Marvel. Marvel is back. Like I've seen a lot of that. But like if you look past that, this movie is about like accepting people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. race, different races and species and, and sexualities and all kind of stuff. Like it's about love and found family and accepting yourself and loving yourself no matter what you look like like that's what this movie is about exactly and if you actually you know watch the movie without looking at just the little pictures and look at Mm -hmm. the deeper meaning maybe you could have that affect your life and be a better fucking person yes yes (laughs) but we know that they won't do that because they're just like oh yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah they they fucking irritate me so bad hell yeah um okay so i think we talked about all the main cast um we talked about how nobody died we talked about the new people Mm -hmm. um i hate that that was there was two post-credit scenes that didn't do anything well it was one post post credit scene the mid-credit scene was fine but the post-credit scene Honestly, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember I was pissed off when I got out the movie theater. Oh, the one was with the the like new guardians, and then the other one was with Peter Quill. Yeah, I was just like, okay. Yeah. We waited for an extra ten minutes. For, okay, mm-hmm. sure. For it to not even do anything. Yep. Yeah, and I was thinking about you in that moment. I was like, I miss when the post credit scene would lead into something else or like tease the next movie exactly no no No, they don't do that anymore well i think that's about everything uh this movie was super sad it it was not as funny as the other ones i did kind of miss that i i cried several times during this movie it was it was yeah it was was good it was a heavy hitter yeah 
Um, how many Infinity Stones would you give this one? I'm giving this movie five Infinity Stones. I think it's a, a solid five. I um, really like the only thing that really like knocked it down a peg to me was Adam Warlock's character. Like I just really don't think that it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really mind. I guess after talking it through, like the high evolutionary could have used a little bit more, but I think it was a solid five. Like I think that it was a really, really good movie. I enjoyed it a whole bunch, whole, whole bunch. Yeah, I agree. I would also give it a five for those specific reasons. Um, I feel like if it was a little bit funnier and we got like a little bit more exposition about the villain, I probably would have gave it a six. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't think it was bad at all. I enjoy these characters. I was happy that we did get a third one since I just read and found out that we almost didn't get a third one. Right. So I'm happy. I do hope that the characters come back, even if. I don't know. I just want to come back, especially Rocket, because I feel like I didn't get enough of my Rocket time in this movie. I agree. Um, Did you know that Sean Gunn did the voice of Rocket, the young Rocket? Mm -hmm. And he did the, maybe I tagged you in that. You did. And then he did like the the onset blocking and everything for adult Rocket. I thought that that was cool. Yeah. He trying to be the next, uh, what's you call it? Andy Serkis. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) I think he was like, because there was an animated character in the new Suicide Squad. I think he did that one too. Yeah, um, Weasel. Yeah. He did Weasel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how would you... I was just about to ask you that. The same question? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go... So my instinct is to say to go in order of release. One, two, three. Um, I put the second one over because I felt like when Yandu Yandu's death hit me very fucking hard. Yeah. I was very connected to that character specifically because he reminds me of my father. I don't even know why specifically. <laughs> I'm have to talk about that to my therapist. So <laughs> for that reason, I'm going to go one, two, three. Okay. And I was thinking that because of Yandu, I would want to put two in second place as well. But then I'm like thinking, I'm like, while I really, really did like that movie, mm-hmm. I almost feel like Yondu's part was like the best part. But mm. I enjoyed this movie in entire, like in its entirety, more than I enjoyed the second one. Maybe, mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go one, three, two. Mm. I'm gonna put this one in second place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that I'm very biased because of Michael Roker, and I was so yeah. happy to see an apparition of him in this movie i was like oh i loved that i'm so like i got to the end of the movie and when nobody died i was like so i feel like yondu could have stayed alive why the fuck did y'all have to kill yondu (laughs) in order to make peter quill have a fucking full circle moment i feel like it was the ultimate sacrifice of a father and of a son um also i'm mad i'm still mad i was gonna die and i actually hate that they almost made me cry over freaking peter quill and then they had the the adam uh moment the sistine chapel moment yes you got that yes i picked it up he's right here Mm -hmm. i'm glad you mentioned that because i did note that Mm -hmm. literally when it happened but i obviously forgot (laughs) (laughs) yes i thought that they was gonna kill him i was like oh wow they really got some balls right now they're gonna kill the main character of the guardians wow and then they did it and then they did it and i was just like okay 
All right, Shane, yeah. you're a little sadistic. I think <laughs> this we is both supposed are. to be entertaining. <laughs> it is not supposed to be sad. Yeah, but yeah, so definitely for me, one, one, three, two. All right, um, three, one, two. So I'm we got about- joking. <laughs> I yeah, just but- wanted to say an area code. That's Chicago, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, why do I know 312? Isn't that also the name of a beer? Yeah. In Chicago? Yeah. Look at that. Look at you. Um. Damn it. What was I going to say? We have some time left. Was that what oh, you wanted to say? I was going to say we got about seven minutes left. Do you want to tell the people what we've been watching? Or are we going to talk about love and death? Because I know we've both been watching that. <gasps> Yes, let's talk about love and death. I think, wait a minute, I just finished episode three. And I know at one point it was four. Is it five episodes available now? I think so, because I think the sixth episode comes out tomorrow. Okay, so spoilers up until episode three. Oh my God. I don't remember what happens. The end of episode three, the bitch came out the bathroom with an axe. Oh yeah, that shit was crazy. First of all, they had the messiest, dumbest fucking affair. Yeah. Like, I understand her reasoning. She was definitely going through a midlife crisis. She mm-hmm. was bored. Mm-hmm. And she decided I was, to... Oh, this is a text message. I'm, I'm not going to say it. This is some, definitely something that doesn't need to live on the internet. I'll Thank text you. you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I just, like, I couldn't believe how fucking bold they were. And then the fact that they were friends, like, like they were hanging out at each other's house. Her, they kids was best friends. Yes. Well, then she called the other woman her best friend. Like her, that's your I, wife is my best friend. I feel like she said something along them lines. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking your best friend, man. How? Right. She a little nutty. She, a, she she's was definitely a little nutty woo. and very, very selfish because it's like, you're just a bored housewife. So now you just about to go mess up. Like your marriage and your friend's marriage, and, and I ne- you in church and just be like, "Oh, I'm in the choir and I'm a housewife," and but I also fuck this man on the side when his wife isn't around. Like the mental gymnastics that she was doing, mm-hmm. expert level. Like, wow, she had to be in the Olympics because how do you separate that many parts of yourself to even be like I to get compartmentalize that, f- that much? Right? How can you do that? And then thinking that it's just going to be okay, like them writing down the whole list of the affair rules, I was like, y'all are both fucking delusional. Yeah. How did, how was this supposed to work? And then the fact that they were meeting so often to the point they were taking baths together and showering together. Man. Baby, baby, that is not how you have an affair. No. That's not, how, that's not how you do it. And she was the main one talk about this is just physical. I don't even like him like that. Mm-hmm. All of this shit. And he tried to break up with her and she said, no. Yes, <laughs> I know he was like, God damn it! Like he's he like, was what look- did I? He's like, what did I get myself into? He was looking so fucking tired the whole time, mm-hmm. and like I wanted while to his, get- while while his wife was pregnant too, and dealing with postpartum. Men, he- men ain't shit. And he tried to act like he was worse some shit too. He was like, oh, this is just a lot for her right now, and I don't want to cheat on her while she's pregnant. Two days later, you fucking her in a hotel. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, it's so easy for them. Yeah. It's so easy. Like, you you 
like it's not even like this bitch came to you half naked and was like what's good and you were like I don't know what happened like it was way too easy for you to just be like fuck my wife I think he was just trying to act like he was on a high horse but he wasn't happy dealing with his wife like that. no like and one thing that I'm not a huge fan of on this show is the fact that they almost kind of like victim blame Mm-hmm. Like, even and they did this too with like that documentary about Chris Watts, the dude that like killed his whole family, mm-hmm. and they were just like the things that they like shared about his wife and like the posts that she made and videos because she was very into like social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, this person is like overbearing. Like, no wonder he didn't want to be with her. Like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. When it's like he could have left her. Yeah. It was the the 80s. It was no internet. He could have left and literally they would not have found that man. So like, obviously he probably wanted to be a better person, but it's like, he wasn't happy, but that really wasn't a good enough excuse. Oh, it's definitely not a good enough excuse. I just think like he was lying to himself when he was trying to act like he didn't want to have an affair. Girl, and then you have your mistress holding your baby man i mean if anything people should have had common sense like how the fuck are we gonna act like we're not fucking and we're constantly in each other's face your kid is constantly at my house i literally would not like i i wouldn't uh interact with them at all they'd be like what's going on like she don't like him no i hate him actually fucking (laughs) right (laughs) Cause ain't no way that you, cause it was one scene where like they were in church and they like had like glanced at each other probably mm-hmm. like kind of like they had like a little inside joke. And then she's like, what was that? Right. I wouldn't. They, I, it was both sweating too. <gasps> what do you mean? Exactly. Nothing. And then she had, she had brought something else up, but I was just like, girl, I'm also not fake. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no way I could be fucking my friends, man. And then just be in her face. Like if all the men, all of them, your best friend, it was nobody else at the church or just find somebody else. Like her and Kristen Ritter, they went out to the club. Like, exactly. Why not a stranger? Like, it don't make no sense. Like I get being bored and wanting to have some fun, but you're making it seem like you're able to, like, I don't know. Just separate like how you feel. Yes. That much. Like, honestly, she probably was a little crazy. She was definitely a fucking psychopath and not, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I know how the real story ends. I don't. Don't tell me. I won't, I won't. be surprised. I, whenever I'm watching like something that has to do with true crime, I just can't help myself. I have to Google it. <laughs> I have to. Are you going to okay. watch Candy on Hulu? Maybe. I don't know. I'm a, a HBO Max loyalist, and I'm still gonna continue to call it HBO Max. You're a you're a Max loyalist. <laughs> Home box office. Exactly. Well, we are running out of time, and you know, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are the South Side of Wakanda podcast, and this was our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three discussion. Mm-hmm. Don't know when we'll be back, but you know, just follow us, and you'll find out. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.